This podcast is made possible by an almost generous contribution from Mike Bradner, Injury Attorneys. Hurt in a wreck? What the heck? Call the big guy, Mike Bradner, 504-345-1111. And it's time for another podcast episode of Tell Me What You Really Think with our star, attorney Mike Bradner. I'm Spud McConnell, your host, here to guide you through the complexities of Mike Bradner's thinking process. So let's find out, what does Mike Bradner really think? All right, it's time for another journey through the intricacies of Mike Bradner's little gray cells, as Hercule Poirot (laughs) said. By the way, for those of you who've never been to Mike's office, and you didn't have to sue anybody or some shit like that. Uh, I, your bathroom is huge. That place is as big. The bedroom. As, yeah, your bathroom over there. Your restaurant. Jesus, I mean, that looks like you know Ray Nagin slept in something. A bathroom wrong. is a man's throne. You know that. Well, you ain't got but one throne in there. I'm telling you right now. I know that, that's that's a wide complaint amongst the the guys in the office. You could put two toilets in there. I still have room to have a crap game. I think I've heard this for the last year and a half now. <laughs> Put another piece of wabi day in there. Yeah. Anyway, move on. You ever thought about <laughs> <laughs> Georgia next door is going to say, yep, been saying that for a while. Well, they make more money than me. They can put in a toilet, too. I mean, we're we're good. Yeah. Well, y'all, what is it? It's like you got a pee moratorium over here? No. <laughs> um, when we renovated the place... Um, I think we covered over one of the, I guess, pipes where they used to have a more bathroom. Yeah. And we don't know where it is. <laughs> well, any competent plumber can find it. Uh, uh, we had, I won't, I won't mention any names, but we had some plumber come out here, assess it, charge us money, and then never came back. Sounds like a plumber. Yep. Anyway, um, so here we are again, talking about additional stupidness. And I saw this. And I wanted to get your opinion. First, let me ask you. I mean, are you a, a boa crawfish kind of guy, or? Yeah, I live in Louisiana. I, I well, mean, I mean, exactly. who's not? Well, there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure there isn't, but yeah, yeah, I do like boa crawfish. And you like boa seafood? Honestly. Yeah, crabs. It's too much work for a little meat. Like it's a lot of work for no no yeah. reward. You got to know how to dig it out without you know. Yeah, I mean, regardless, it's just I look at them like, okay, I'm only gonna get a little bit of meat in here. At least with crawfish, it's like a conveyor belt. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. I, I have to admit, I do crawfish a whole lot better. And yeah. The first time I ever had lobster, it was it was cooked by a Yankee friend, this woman that I worked with when I was doing stand up up at the Grin Room. She was the kind of the club manager. Yeah. And she was from Maine, and so she, you know, brought half a dozen of us from the club to you know how to party at her house, and she had lobsters, and it's like she just boiled them in a little salt water. They yeah, I mean, they don't have, butter. you can't, Yeah, well, the I, next, I tried to put crab oil in it one time, and it, it, it had no effect on them. It, I've had it with crab oil, but it's like, you gotta have a lot of crab oil, because it's just yeah. a big-ass crawfish, is what it is, and it soaks it all up. Right. You know, so, but you gotta, yeah, you gotta do a lot. Mm-hmm. What I still prefer with crab oil than just with clarified butter. I mean, it's just butter. It's like, I, it tastes I, like butter. It don't taste like nothing. I mean, I, I'll eat, I eat lobster, but I'm not one of these kind of, oh, they got lobster here. I'm going to order it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Surf and turf. Yeah, it doesn't really Well, you're right next door to Groos Chris. I mean, you can wander over there. I don't know if they have lobster there. Well, yeah, they do. They do. They have a rob- lo- uh, lobster. Rock lobster. A lobster ravioli. 
or is it ravioli or is it? I don't know. They have this yeah, lobster dish with, with noodles and, and oh, cheese. Yeah, Drago says called. that too. Yeah, mac and cheese with lobster. In yeah, it. it's delicious. I haven't yeah, had, I haven't had Drago yet. It's good. I mean, I'd rather just no, I wouldn't. I'd I rather just have steak over there because I I got to watch my girly figure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I've, TV I've, heard, ten I've heard people call you honey hips as you walk down the hallway. <laughs> TV ads ten pounds. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, this is the latest stupidness, uh, speaking of lobsters and such. In the UK, which is England, which is where, uh, you know, Woody Woodpecker and the wannabe queen are from, but don't live no more. Mm -hmm. uh, they are going to have a ban on boiling lobsters alive. This is from the Times in the UK. Ban on boiling lobsters alive under plans to boost welfare rights of crustaceans and mollusks. How do they know what, what these, what, what the vertebrate, what the vertebrates? In their exoskeleton. So they How do they know what they think? Or if they even have They don't think any of that. You know what? Okay. I am a founding member of Swine Palace Productions in Baton Rouge, affiliated with LSU, and it was created by Barry Kyle from the Royal Shakespeare Company. Okay, so I got to work with him and his wife, Lucy. She's a phenomenal writer. Uh, so I worked with people from Ron Chase. So they come down here. He had never before had boiled crawfish. Yeah. So I drug out my rig, and we went up and had a big cast party when we were doing uh, Confederacy of Dunces. And I'm sitting there, and he's fascinated watching me boil these crawfish. And I'm about to dump them in the water, and he's just like, I mean, his eyes got real big. He's like, oh, my God. And I'm dunking them in there, and he's going, dude, dude. You can hear you the cries. They, yeah, do they, do they cry? I'm going. They're crawfish, man. They don't elect a mayor. You know. Yeah, I mean, they I, would eat you if you fell in the ditch. They'll eat you. I mean, wh how how do they know? They they if they put electric probes in their brain or something like that, you'd think it'd just kill them because you got to go through the shell. And I mean, I I, I, I don't look. And it's stupid. I hunt, and people are against that. You know, especially PETA, um, people that like to PETA, taste yeah. people, people eating, eating tasty, tasty animals. Yeah. But um, PETA, which kills more animals in their shelters than anybody else. I guess that's that's ethical treatment of them. You bring some animal, some stray over to the PETA thing, and they zap them. You know, they don't find homes for those things. Yeah, but so I hunt. And one of the things about hunting is, and, and look, I love animals. I really do. Even though I hunt, I love animals. Wood mustard. Yeah. But you got to, no, I mean, I like animals. But uh, I have like way too many dogs and everything else. But. Um, the hunting is that, and that's why they put limits on it and they regulate it because it's a way of, of, uh, limiting and, and not, or controlling the population. Yeah. And people are like, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I'll use this as, a, let me use an example on our hunting property, which is probably like a little over 2000 acres. Um, and it's a lease. So I don't think I'm a big high roller owning 2000 acres in Mississippi, but we're on this river called the big black river. It flooded. The Mississippi River flooded. It flooded. The property flooded, except mm -hmm. for the the hills. And they literally had so much deer on these hills because they would swim over from flooded property. And this was outside of hunting season. But um, 30, we counted 30 dead ones. And it was because they wouldn't leave a spot. They wanted to stay at that spot, and they ran out of food. Uh, I know more than one story like that. Yeah, and I mean, people are like, oh, why don't you go feed them? Because we didn't know about it. I mean, yeah. you know, we're in the middle of the woods. You got to go. I'm not going to go searching for deer. But, well, I do during hunting season, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but the thing of it is, they should have been culled. Yeah, you need. Like in that situation, Don Dubuque told me a story almost exactly like that, where 
there was this fenced off property, you know, that somebody fenced it off of the deer to protect them. And they overpopulated and they were eating the bark off of pine trees and half of them died of starvation going moron, you know, mm -hmm. believe me. Yeah, you got idiots out there who can't shoot a gun and they wound them. You got to chase them down. But a good hunter like you, you're going to drop it in one shot or maybe maybe have to chase it, what, 30, 40 yards before it falls? You know, yeah. half a mile at the most. But yeah. the bottom line is they're going to go. Well, this is different. It's a lobster, you know, and they're not going to boil them. That's ridiculous. They must boost welfare rights of crustaceans and mollusks. Exactly what kind of a moron do you need to be, you know? Look at the Japanese. They'll take a lobster right out of the tank. And I've seen, a, I've seen this more than once on, like, movies and then on a TV show, like a Japanese documentary. They will take a lobster out of the tank and then take a knife and cut it in half right there. Cut the tail off and then watch the thing wander around the table, you know? This is how dumb this is. I'm reading, the, I'm reading an article from... I don't know, you politics. I don't even know what that is. But they're quoting Macy Tomlinson, which is a nice English name, um, a spokesperson for Crustacean Compassion, told the Times of London that there's more than enough evidence for the ability of these sensitive, captivating creatures to feel pain and suffer. They undergo appalling treatment in the food industry. Where's the evidence? Where's the evidence? Yeah. Did you read that? And look, what, did somebody take dictation to them? And look, here's the here's the funny thing: the Department of Environment, Food, and Rural Affairs has announced it is now conducting a study to determine the sentience of the sea creatures of these sea creatures. So they don't know anything; they're just you know they're, they're trying to determine if they're sentient beings, whether or not they would recognize themselves in a mirror. Right. You know, hey, stupid whore. You know what? This is the stupidest. Stupid horse stuff that I've heard yet. Y yeah. It's like I told Barry. I'm putting them in the crop. I mean, look, they're going to die in about a second. Yeah. You know, I'm putting them in the water. As I'm putting them in this boiling water, they're dying. There's so much pepper in there, the water could be cold and they would die. I'm putting them in this water, they're dead. When you purge them, well, no, I guess they don't die when you purge them. You know, that don't work. Purging? No. I thought it cleans it out. Cleans them it out. make them puke, but it don't clean the poop shoot out. Oh, yeah. Well, does that. I don't just, even care about that, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't, you I don't guys got to know how to eat them. If you eat them and suck the tails correctly, you pull the poop shoot right out of there. I don't know about that. I, I know. I know. I mean, I don't know how to do that. But um, Well, you ain't fat. See, if you was fat like I, me, you know how to do that. No, I am fat. I'm just... You're not I've fat. Had, I've had a lot of personal issues that's caused me to lose weight. I'll put it that way. Oh, but, um... <clears throat> hey, you know what? Stress apparently makes you lose weight, if anybody wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that the the tangent path we're gonna go down, or we're gonna no, stick with uh, the no, animals? We're, we're, I definitely don't want to talk about that. Okay, well, let's go down the animals. The, you know what they just had in China that What's they that? have every year, the Eating Dog Festival. They eat dogs over there. Now this well, they eat bats. Like, I mean, are you surprised? Well, they eat bats. Yeah, they eat all kinds of shit. They eat dragon lizards and whatever those things are. But they have a dog eating thing where they like. Look, case in point. China is overpopulated, so they're eating dogs and bats because they can't. They, they don't have enough food. Well, they had. Uh, it's not like that anymore. But for a while there, you could only have one kid. Yeah, you could have one kid, and that was it. And then they charge for the cost of the bullet, like they charge the. Family. No, that's that's when they execute somebody. Oh, okay. Not not just no, no. But you can have one kid. Yeah, but if uh, you would if you were to get pregnant a second time, they would abort the baby. Vice did a documentary on that where they would sneak 
the children out of China into like you know Vietnam or those North Korea. Yeah, good luck there. Yeah, not North Korea. But, yeah, you know, I don't know if anybody would want to go there. I know. I saw a story about this woman who had gotten out of there. She escaped to China just because she was hungry. You know, and it's like she was a stand. Now she's in America and she's going to like Colombia and she's going. You, the people in North Korea have no clue that this yeah. is going on. I mean, you know, the only person I know speaking of North Korea, the only person I know to go there is Dennis Rodman. But the only positive thing, in, the only <laughs> positive thing in his life is that he was once married to Carmen Electra, who is still good looking. Yeah, that's true. But she had enough sense to go. You are just too entirely weird for me. Well, I think it was a publicity thing. She enjoyed it. She don't need that. At the time, you just put on a different clingy dress, and they're gonna fall all over themselves. Going knocking on her door. Yeah. Hey, I got a dog burger for you there. <laughs> Give that to Dennis. That'll get you back. Exactly. But that, I mean, they do. They have the the dog, you know. And I, because I donate to Humane Society. And mm-hmm. so they sent me a thing. Sign the petition about the dogs. China don't give a shit if I sign something. That's right. You know, I I'm, at, I got three animals at my house. They're all rescues, and that's all I could deal with. Yeah. You know, well, have, I mean, you got more animals than me, but you can deal with rescues. More. Yeah. You, yeah, but you have got hunting dogs and all kinds. You do all kinds of stuff. Well, I bought a hunting dog, a German Shepherd Pointer, and she doesn't like to hunt. It was for deer, for duck hunting. But then last she's year, going like it's cold. My noonies are hard. Yeah, she well, she yeah, she's she's a typical. I mean, I don't know. She but she she likes comfort, I guess. Typical city person. But um, but yeah, but sure enough, last last year her nose is awesome. So let us right to a, uh, an animal. You gotta say in the, in the dark actually. Like we didn't even flash her. We just followed her, and she's never done it before. Well, there you go. She was never trained for it. Yeah. Well. She's got a nose. She's got a nose. Well, they all do. I no, mean, I mean, like a good nose. I yes. Guess. Well, but she just don't like being in cold. So go, the duck's over there. Actually, she doesn't <laughs> like formal. And this is this is a characteristic of the pointers. But they, if you get formal with her, and it's it's no longer fun for her, she'll shut down. And, and from what I understand, the the short hair pointers that's a common characteristic of oh i tell you that story about did i tell you about the, the movie i did and i had the, the bloodhounds i did this movie called convicts and i it was i can tell you it was almost 33 years ago because i turned 30 shooting that movie okay and we were shooting in saint charles parish robert duvall james earl jones and lucas haas okay, okay. And we're chasing this kind of Calvin Lewis is the actor's name. He was in like uh, Adventures in Babysitting. He had a really nice career. Nice fella too. And it's a prison uh, farm in Texas someplace. We were shooting over there and we're chasing him with these bloodhounds. So we were using St. Charles Parish bloodhounds. Right. And the, the two handlers are telling me, it's like these dogs, you always hear stories of it. These are the happiest, goofiest dogs. They don't, to them, this is a big game. So when we actually catch the person, you know, we make them praise the dog for 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 winning the game, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't want to, but we make them. We yeah. make them do it. Tell the dog, pat it on the head, good dog. But all this story about those dogs jumping on you and biting you and sh- no way. The bloodhounds? Yeah. They oh no. No way. But you know what they are? What? Incredibly strong. Yeah. I had two of these dogs, and we were doing a scene, and we had to go down into this big ditch, and it was. It was a little moist at the bottom, but it wasn't a ditch full of water. But I tripped going down. Those two dogs drug me 40 yards, and they never broke stride 
Oh, really? Oh, God. The, 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 the handlers yeah. had to go out there and stop them. They're annoying because they howl. All the time. Oh, yeah, they do howl. I'd say I got a beagle because when I when I was younger, probably a teenager, the same farm that now grows uh, hemp, was uh, I, I went there and they had this big beagle called Beagie. And every time it would walk with me all the time. And every time I stopped, it would drop, roll, so I'd pet its belly. And I and that's what I remember a beagle. So I was like, oh, I want a beagle. I want a beagle. Because I'm thinking like it would be just yeah, like that. They all just roll over. Such a pain. All they yeah. do is like the bark. And, yeah. No, and my, they'll bark at a leaf. My wife's friend had a, be had a beagle. They finally yeah. passed. It's like, send that bitch to China, you know? <laughs> that <laughs> we damn don't really dog, mean would, that. That we don't dog really would mean. never shut up, man. Yeah. And it's like, I'm going. Uh, my sister-in-law's dog hated me, hated uh -huh. me, hated me. So, I mean, she would come to the house for storms because we have a generator. Right. So she and her little dog would come. And then uh, and another uh, of my Maureen's would come and they would spend this because I was on radio, you know. So. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I would come home for like, you know, clean underwear or something like that. And uh, I got to pause because CBS is calling me. I know. I already know. You got my insulin. I'll be there. Jesus Christ, it's like y'all ain't got a refrigerator in that freaking place. Leave me alone. Decline. <laughs> no, decline. Go away. Leave me alone. Okay. <laughs> God damn. I mean, this is the third time they call me. I haven't had a chance to go over there. I only called in. I sent a message to my endocrinology diabetes doctor. I said, I'm down to my last pin on this particular, because I right. take two different types. I said, I just opened it with my last one. Call it in, please. So call, and they, this is the third time today they've called me. We got your pen. Yeah, yeah, I know. You you told me at one o'clock. Yeah. So anyway. Well, they want they want they want they want it out, man. They want it out. Oh bullshit! They got a big ass refrigerator in there. They keep they keep they keep you know dog burgers up in there. <laughs> now I'm all you 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 messed me up, CBS. Yeah. Now now, now our ADHD's kicking in. We're, no, going on we're off all over the place. But the bottom line is, how stupid is this? How how can you like you said? How do you determine whether or not they're sentient? I mean, what do you give them a test? You, like, you know, you see elephants painting pictures, you see monkeys painting pictures. Monkeys, apes, great apes, recognize themselves. I mean, do they even have nerves? Yeah, they got nerves because you can make them flinch. But everything, everything has nerves. Are they flinching because they see it, or are they flinching because they feel it? Uh, they will. Well, look at a crawfish. You never well, seen them? They do that? Yeah. You, well, that's an antenna, though. No, that's their claws up there. I mean, well, they see with their antenna. Dude. Yeah. Well, and isn't that why they back up all the time because they want to see what's in, see yeah. what's attacking Well, they back up because that's the way they actually, unless they're going slowly forward looking to eat stuff. Yeah. That's the way they swim. They swim backwards, and everything is backwards. That's why they raise their claws up so high. They get up on their tails and raise their claws up there because they see and sense danger. But danger is everything that they can't eat that can eat them. Yeah. Just like anything else, you know? I mean, is a zebra a sentient being? I don't know. But you bite them in the ass and they'll kick you. Go ask a lion. Yeah. So are they, are they sentient? You know, you can train them to do certain things. Oh, can you train crawfish to do stuff? Yeah. Who's going to waste the time doing that? You get some big spillway crawfish? Boil them bitches. I mean, a zebra and the horse should come from the same... Uh whatever they call it, class of animals, whatever you want to call it. And I know horses feel it. Yeah. Um, oh, I know. I, but, you know, you, when you, when, uh, you can't really hurt a horse except with like a, like a, a blade. Oh my God, I got a funny story. Well, it's not funny, but yeah, it, it was, it was gonna, funny because you got a bunch of city folk doing country things. Um, 
we we go to for Thanksgiving. I go to my other aunt's farm in Mississippi, and we have a nice spread. Whatever, it's fun. The kids like to do it. Um, they play and they have a lake and stuff like that. Uh, four wheeler trails and whatever, side side trails. But um, one Thanksgiving, my brother was with me. It was my brother and I. My parents came too. My aunt and uncle, my kids, and. My cousin had this her favorite horse, which she would ride and show and everything else. I mean, it was her baby and my aunt too. So uh, my cousin came back crying. Like, what's going on? Her horse died. 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 And while she like, was riding it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. She went to go feed it. And it was dead. So we're like, you know, crap. <laughs> and my brother and I looked at each other, and my uncle was like, "I got to go bury this thing." So my, my, my brother and I are like, okay, we'll do it. You know, we'll help you. So uh, my uncle has this, like, I don't know if you call it a front load or whatever, but it can yeah. dig. And he dug it. And it had to be a certain amount. Because apparently with horses, you bury them feet up. Okay? I saw my animal house. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but um, I didn't know this. But so he, he dug a hole. And we had to figure out, because you can't lift up a horse. You had to, we had to figure out how to... Roll it in, get there. it in there. You yeah. can't, you couldn't even roll it because of the way it was. So, y'all didn't skin it. We had, I, how no. come his head's not up on the wall? Yeah, up no, here? No, no, I, don't, I don't do that. Come but, on, I love come on. but um, Fido, but the, uh, man. yeah, but the you know, so we're like, how do we move it? You know, and then we tried to use we ultimately towed it into the hole. The feet are popping up, the hole wasn't big enough, it wasn't deep enough. <laughs> So, and then my uncle's you like, got a tape measure and all. You got a front loader and my no uncle's like, my uncle's like, um, my uncle's like, the head's bent, like the neck's bent, right? And my brother and I look, my brother and I are looking at like at each other, like the thing's dead. Like it's who dead. cares, right? And uh, he's like, can you fix the head? So we went down there. We jumped in a hole with the dead horse and went down there and tried to move it. And the whole time, I'm like, oh my god, this is so country, but we're so city. It's ridiculous. But um. So we're moving a horse and <laughs> the feet were up and everything else. We finally got it. We buried it. And it's just like, what the hell did we just do? You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was, that was our, that was one of the memorable. You didn't get like a little chainsaw and cut them legs down. You know, how deep is that? Why didn't you see my uncle care for the horse? But you know, obviously we were trying to do something to isolate my aunt and my, my cousin because yeah. they, you know, yeah, they want to see that. Yeah. And, um, and they were Although my aunt probably would have gone, no, no, see, they were crying. Like, they were legitimately upset about it. And uh, it was just so interesting. Like, the, I don't even want to describe the ways we tried to, to we tried to, to tow the horse in there because we, we, were, we were, we didn't know what to use. So, at first, we used, I think, tow ropes. And then we realized that it was so bloated from rigor mortis that it was going <laughs> to pop. How long was it? It there? was going to pop. It, mu it must have died overnight, but. Oh um, come on! There's no way it blowed up that it fast. It was bloated, and no, we tried it not overnight. Well, maybe no it was way. fast, but it was gonna pop. The, the tow rope was gonna pop it, so we had to uh, stop. And then I think we ultimately used chains, but we had to use them in two different parts of the body, so that way it wouldn't put too much weight on the stomach area. It was weird. It was so weird. I, I like honestly, it, it was, but it was so memorable because look, I mean, I'm born and raised in the city, but I love to go do stupid country stuff and. I would. I was born in the country. We 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 had a couple of cows we had to yeah. bury, but we just. I, I put that in my top five of the most dumbest country things I've, I've attempted. At least we were successful. We didn't like 
tip over anything. We didn't get tractor stuck like we have in the past and stuff like that. But, yeah. Well, that was different because you were drinking and being silly. Exactly. You know. <laughs> All right. Well, that's we're coming up to the end of another episode of Tell Me What You Really Think. So if you never need a dead horse dragged into a hole, then Mike Bradner, attorney at law, is a multi-talented fellow. And he'll boil some lobsters for you while you're at it. Yeah. What a stupid ass. Are, are lobsters sentient? Why don't you ask them if they can sign autographs? Yeah. And if they can do that, you know, it's like get them a gig on SpongeBob SquarePants. We'll see you again next week here on Tell Me What You Really Think. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Had a good time. Let's find out what else Mike is thinking about next week on Tell Me What You Really Think.